Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Freedom Talks podcast. This is Brady, and today I'm joined by uh, Dr. Monica Maroney, who is a board-certified chiropractic um, chiropractor in Shorewood, Wisconsin. Um, she has specializations in pediatrics um, and and family care, uh, and also pregnant women. Uh, Scott's also Scott Coonan is a physical therapist with us, uh, joining us as well. Um, and he works at Freedom. He's been on the podcast a few times already. Um, and this this month is June uh, National Migraine Awareness Month. Um, and so today that's what we want to talk about, migraines and headaches. Uh, and both uh, Scott and uh, Dr. Maroney have um, a lot of experience treating um, migraines and headaches. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so how are you guys both doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so first off, uh, with the little bit of knowledge I have about treating migraines, this is what I, I found. So migraines are uh, severe throbbing pain or pulsation sensation, usually on one side of the head. It's often accompanied by nausea, vomiting, and extreme sensitivity to light and sound. Uh, migraine attacks can last for hours to days, and pain can be so severe that it interferes with your daily activities. Uh, and that's from the Mayo Clinic's website. Um, so I guess to start, um, how does someone know the difference between a migraine and a headache? And when you see patients coming in, um, are those normally the symptoms that they come along with, um, or does it present differently than kind of what the basic definition is? Well, I know in my clinic, I mean, I definitely see headaches all across the board. So there's really not one single type of headache, not even one single type of migraine. Sometimes people have really variable symptoms that are just unique. So there's probably hundreds and hundreds of classifications of headaches. So even within the migraine segment, there's multiple different types of migraines. Yeah, and I guess um, for, for me, when I think of migraines, I mean, I think of more of like somebody having, you know, a vasovagal kind of their, uh, response to something. And from what I think I, I see a little bit more often is some of the, as far as when somebody comes in with migraines, being able to treat it is more of some of the secondary uh, effects that they're having from it, more of uh, maybe the musculoskeletal symptom. Um, if you're having migraines um, all the time, you're potentially going to get some underlying issues that also I think will feed into your migraines that, that we can work with and help make somebody feel better. I guess uh, just as if someone's in the normal population, um, and don't necessarily have the background knowledge on migraines and headaches, um, when when should they see somebody about a, a headache or migraine, or is it something that's going to pass kind of thing? Um, what's the, kind of the first signs that you guys look for to say, hey, that person could really benefit from coming into a chiropractor or PT? Well, one thing that I look at is how long they've been having the headaches. So. Anytime somebody has a really long history, you know, they have a 20-year chronic history of either migraines or muscle tension headaches, they may have already seen multiple providers, had things looked at. I mean, they're obviously really good candidates. So if somebody comes into my office and they're absolutely brand new, 
have a new headache that's never been checked out, or maybe some other worrisome signs like the headache is constant, never goes away, it's the worst headache they've ever had in their whole life, you know, they may need to seek other care first. But really, if it's chronic conditions, we really usually do quite well with those because they've already often exhausted other options. Do you, do you think of them, uh, Dr. Maroney, though, as the, if somebody that's coming in for that long or that, that it's, it's not just the migraine, it's the other underlying, um, you know, uh, tension headache kind of thing because of the, yeah. of the migraine? Yeah, I mean, I think most yeah. times people do have quite a bit of muscle tension headache. And honestly, I think they often self-diagnose as having migraine headaches. Yes, right. Yeah. But they're really muscle tension headaches. Yep. And... Um, we can give them a lot of, you know, help with those. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I, when I, like you, I think your description, Brady, was from the Mayo Clinic was spot on. When I think of the migraines, um, it's usually, you know, one side, it's more pulsing. Um, they have the light sensitivity or noise sensitivity, the nausea. That, that to me is, a, that's more of a migraine. Somebody, again, with that whole vasovagal response, the, the, the person I get in, I think that I'm, I can help them with some of the under other underlying conditions that they have because of getting the migraines and the more the from the tension kind of headache. And so you're is that the same for you, uh, Dr. Maroney, that it's um it's more of the tension type headaches that you're you're seeing more of and also I guess um feel like you can treat them uh better than maybe a classically diagnosed migraine? Yeah, the, I mean, the classic migraines often um, have triggers that people have to figure out. And so if they're you know, able to figure out what their triggers are, they can usually manage them. But a lot of times they'll have overlapping muscle tension. So for example, I often describe to my patients, you know, muscle tension itself can be a trigger for their migraine headache. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes they may have like a muscle tension headache for a day or two, and then it might spike into a migraine. Just as for some people, lack of sleep or lack of food, or maybe certain wine or cheese, yeah, or smells, send people into a migraine. Okay. So I guess one of the things that I'm kind of interested in is, um, so someone has these symptoms and they're coming in to either PT or chiropractor. Um, I guess, how are, do you guys differ in your approach or is it a very similar approach that you guys are taking to, to help treat uh, these kind of headaches? I think a lot of the stuff we do for muscle tension headaches will be the same. Okay. Um, overlapping things that PT and Cairo would do would probably be stretching, maybe a few exercises, recommending like ergonomic suggestions for either sleeping or their workplace. Um, and then where it may start to differ, you know, certainly I will probably do far more manipulation than any or most PTs would do. You know, that's the area I'm very comfortable in. Sure. Um, and one thing that I often find very helpful that the PTs do, and I will send people uh, for the dry needling, which can also help break up some of the muscle tension. So those two things I think would be very different, but some of the other stuff may be the same. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yep. 100%. Okay. Yep. And just other things that, 
you know, that we would probably work on too. And I'm sure Dr. Maroney would as postural stuff and things like that to try to just get them to take some load off of their cervical spine, um, especially with the, you know, the migraines feeding into some of that muscular tension type headache. Okay. Um, now, I know that neither of you guys can prescribe medication, correct? Um, correct. So I guess let's start with over the, over the counter stuff like that doesn't need to be prescribed. Are you guys a big believer in having patients take um, those over the counter medications to relieve some of the symptoms or it depends on the situation? I would say it depends. Yeah. Okay. The, I agree. Sometimes people with, it depends how often they get the headaches. If people okay. are having very frequent headaches and they go to use over the counter medications, they can get what's called a rebound headache. Yeah. And those can be uh, where the over the counter medication is actually making it worse. Okay. Yeah. So if someone relies too heavily on over the counter medication, it may backfire. Gotcha. Yep. Agree. And then as I, I don't, I guess I'm not, I don't know enough about some of the prescription medications for migraines. And usually they've seen the neurologist who's prescribing them that. So, um, you know, as far as like any kind of prescription medication, I usually will advise them whatever their neurologist is sure. is suggesting to then go with that. And if they have problems, then, you know, probably you'd want to talk to their physician about that. Okay. Um, and I, I'm guessing based on what you said earlier, you're really finding that the, the issue is not going to be ultimately relieved by taking some of those pain relievers that those are only covering some of the underlying symptoms and that the root cause of that, of those headaches are somewhere else. It certainly can be. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes people do really rely on migraine medication. Right. And I think the ones that do best have to take it very infrequently. Okay. I think like anything, if it's happening all the time, there's probably too many underlying triggers. And that's again, where I think there, I find a lot of muscle tension when I examine those patients. Okay. And some of that could come from them being in pain or from other things, daily life, posture, things like that, that might make them more susceptible to having those migraines break out. Okay. So you guys mentioned, um, or Scott mentioned the neurologist and, um, you know, maybe some other doctors on someone's care team. Um, someone that has chronic headaches, what does their care team normally consist of? Is it just their primary and then chiropractor, uh, personal, or, um, physical therapist and, and neurologist, or is there, are there other, um, options to kind of help seek relief or that you guys kind of coordinate with to treat these patients? Well, occasionally I refer to acupuncture. That would okay. be another supportive measure that could be used. But typically, for people that have fairly severe headaches, the neurologist is the mm. main person to manage it. Okay. Yep. I mean, true, like somebody who's having true, true migraines, that's, they're usually going to see a neurologist. And again, I think chiropractic or PT would be more involved. And again, these people just, they don't feel well, so they're just holding themselves. Uh, and that's where that underlying stuff, uh, that's where I think we can be helpful for them. Okay. Um, so I guess how many patients do you guys see if you're, if you have your normal caseload, um, how many patients are, are seeking help for headache out of the, all of the patients that you guys end up seeing? 
Uh, probably for me, only maybe 15%. Okay. Yeah. I would, oh, sorry, Ma, sorry. I would yeah, say, I was going to say a lot of times it's, oh, and I'll ask, do you get headaches? Oh yeah. I just, it's my normal headaches. Just those headaches. I get those headaches. You know, people think it's normal to have headaches, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they may be coming in for something else, but we may find out that they also have this headache pattern. Okay. Um, so and primary I guess... people that see care for the headaches is less okay. in my office. Yeah. Okay. So that's not the primary area of concern, but oftentimes you're, are you relieving these headaches? I assume, right? Yes. Typically. Yeah. Most successfully, like Scott said, the muscle tension pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that I would say probably 20, 25% of my caseload maybe is cervical. So cervogenic, you know, cervicalgia. So pain in or up and around their neck and head. Um, and again, I, I, those, those people don't always complain of having headaches. It's more their neck hurts. But then when you ask them, do you have headaches? Yeah. Oh, well, like this thing behind my eye does all the time or, you know, on top of my head or wherever. Um, and they just think that's just, uh, to Dr. Maroney's point, just life. And it, it really doesn't have to be. And is it that same kind of upper trap uh, posture related um, referral pattern? Is that almost always the case? It can be, or oh. SEM. Yeah. Okay. Trigger points in the SEM can yeah. be big referring up into the head. Yeah. Or those suboccipital muscles. Okay. Where it kind of feels exactly. like it's right drilling into the eye. Yeah. So I don't always, is always a word I share sure. away from, but sure. uh, certainly, again, the tension headaches. Yeah, definitely SCM refers to over your eyes, on top of your head, upper trap coming up around your suboccipitals, um, all that stuff. You know, if, if I'm seeing somebody and we're doing some dry needling, those are usually the, the muscles I'll go after to try to loosen them up. Uh, so Dr. Maroney, you um, just about two or three weeks ago participated in a women's health event with us. Um, about, uh, or just a, a Zoom call where a bunch of women came on and um, did some women's health. Um, and part of your practice um, is kind of dedicated to uh, women, treating women. Um, mm-hmm. Does, do headaches normally affect women and men differently or do they present differently or um, are more common or less common? Well, headaches are more common for women than men, um, especially migraines. I think it's estimated up to maybe 25% of women may get migraines. It's like three times as many women as men. Okay. Uh, and so obviously a lot of that can be attributed to hormones. Okay. Many women in their cycling years may be more prone to migraines. And then sometimes later in life, they may go away after menopause when the hormones are not fluctuating every month. Okay. Um, That definitely makes women more susceptible. And is there anything you can necessarily do for those hormonal headaches as compared to something else, or it's just kind of the same thing? you got to kind of help them feel better for the time being and relieve some of that other stuff that's going on to help them feel better. Yeah, I said relieving some of the other stuff that's going on. So sometimes um, if I have women that have a, let's say they get their headache one time a month, Occasionally, we may time their treatment right before their time of the month that they may get that headache, and that may lessen some of the impact by taking away, like, the extra muscle tension and maybe the tightness or restriction that they may have in their neck. Okay. Um, 
I don't, I know it's probably not as big of a part of your guys's practices, but how, you know, is there anything in accordance with nutrition that you have to kind of instruct your patients on just general advice or have you ever, um, I guess, referred to a nutritionist if that's needed, I guess. Um, certain times I will, um, occasionally allergies can be a trigger. So for, for some people, they may have food sensitivities or, uh, certain things that they eat that may uh, cause a headache. So I may have them do like an elimination diet or like a 21 day detox where they may take most triggers out and then we can add them back in one at a time to see if something may be causing the headaches. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. You know, chiropractic and physical therapy, um, obviously the same end goal and helping patients feel better, have a little bit more freedom to move. Um, Is there anything that you guys each do that maybe the other disagrees on how to approach issues with with headaches or not, not really? It doesn't sound like there's a lot. I don't, I don't think between the two professions, there's necessarily no more than I would maybe have with another physical therapist who maybe we don't agree on the same, um, approach to treating something. Um, but, um, I don't think between the two professions, I don't. No, I can't think of anything. It would only be on a real individual case by case, uh, you know, basis. If somebody had a subjective opinion about something that might be different. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I guess if there's anything that you would want patients to know about migraines, um, what would it be? I think the number one thing is that don't have to always live with the intensity of the headaches. There are multiple therapies that can be supportive as well as traditional medicine. So I would urge people to definitely seek help and explore those options. Okay. Yeah. And just try to, and and Dr. Maroney talked about this, just trying to find that trigger for a true migraine so that you can, if you can help to, um, if it's possible to uh, eliminate that or lessen it, that that can help decrease the frequency of them and the intensity intensity of them, hopefully. Okay. Um, Dr. Maroney, does your office do anything with uh, National Migraine and Headache Awareness Month or just not really. I was just curious because I was kind of looking online. They have um, occasionally they have special events or like a special conferences for either providers with, um, you know, that treat migraines or people that suffer. They go to these conferences, I guess. I was just curious. Sure. I haven't done anything like that before in the past. Okay. Uh, most that we would do in our office for something like a month where there may be a topic like that is kind of give out educational material. Okay. I was just curious. I mean, we, yeah. that's kind of what we do as well. I was just, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I guess, is there any other large topics that I missed or something that I didn't touch upon that you guys thought that is important and needed to be said? No, I think we covered it pretty well. I just have one last thing that I thought about when I was uh, looking through this topic a little bit that, So sometimes I have patients that come in and I will co-treat them with another physical therapist or neurologist, different care providers, you know, or sometimes when a person has, for example, exhausted my care, I may Mm -hmm. then send them over, you know, for example, to try physical therapy. 
So sometimes we may be treating those patients together at the same time, and sometimes it may be during different segments of their care. That the, the, that the headaches would, would come on or go, come off? Is that what was it? Yeah, like for example, if let's say I'm treating a patient and I've done the adjustment, you know, so many times in a row and I feel like I'm not making any more progress. Oh, I see. Yeah, at that point, then I may send them over to, okay, well, let's have you maybe try a little bit more with a physical therapist so that you could, maybe they would learn some more home or do a little bit more with the posture, like Scott was saying, kind of see if they could find some things I missed, that type of thing. And and likewise, as a a PT, I personally don't feel comfortable manipulating somebody's neck, so I'll do muscle my muscle energy. So that's where to the same thing, I may say, you know, you may benefit from seeking, uh, you know, chiropractic care because they're a lot better at this than what I am. So, <laughs> okay. So trying to, do, I, th- I think the combination is wonderful for not just migraines yeah. or, or, or anything. I think it's a great combination. I mean, do you get this with headaches or anything else where, um, you kind of say, well, you might see a patient and you go, I wish they would have sent you to me a lot sooner um, because I think I can help with this or is this a lot or more than, more than that? Occasionally I, I do tell a patient I, I would have liked to have seen them sooner, but it may not be a fault of the referral. Sure. Occasionally yeah. it just happens that way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'd all, I mean, you always are at least, you know, I always love to see somebody acutely. Sure. You know, the sooner I can see you, the better, the more I think quickly I can, turn things around for you so um but again not not a fault of a patient or a referral source you know i think it's human nature to just kind of think like oh eventually this will go away and um (laughs) you know six months later it's still there and hasn't gone away i'd rather have seen you you know two weeks into it fair enough so sure well uh thanks for your time dr maroney um we appreciate you doing this for us and also doing that event the other night it was um it's been good. So um, if there's anything else we can do for you, please reach out and let us know. Sure, yeah. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Yep. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful day. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing one-on-one comprehensive physical and occupational therapy services, including women's health, chronic pain treatment, TMJ, and more. With four locations in Fox Point, Grafton, Brookfield, and McGuanago, Wisconsin, more information at freedompt.com.